how's it going? It's going. Today was like a really short day, so it, was, it actually went by fairly quickly. I had a few cancellations, so I got to get my workout in, got some stretching in. Preacha, what about you? It was a crazy Monday. First off, it's finally a new month. I feel like April was the longest month ever, which I don't know if I should be complaining about because I'm usually complaining about how fast the month flew by. So April threw me for a whirlwind. I was weeding this morning, did some yard work last night, continued this morning in my front yard. (laughs) But this morning I found a dead baby bird. It was actually really sad and like very disturbing to me because I was like, I was like, what is that? I thought it was something like from my neighbor's dog or something. Uh I don't know. But as I got closer, I realized what it was and it just freaked me out. So I come in the house. That was like at 7 a.m. Get back in the house, cook breakfast for my kids. And then after breakfast, I go to like wash dishes and then our water got turned off on us for the first time ever. Damn, y'all poor. (laughs) so then I call my husband and I'm like I'm like did you pay the water our water bill this month and um he like double checks he's like okay I just paid it I was like okay well I was like I need their phone number like I need to call them uh just to see if it did have to did have anything to do with that sure enough it did because we were late on payment I was like oh my god are you kidding me so apparently they notified us on like March 30th and we weren't home for a good chunk of April. So I never got it in the mail. And so we weren't aware. So yeah. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I spent a lot of my weekend trying to get back in the mindset of like getting getting shit done. Being in Seattle for half of April, like split up. It made me think of a couple of things. One, how much I want to move back to Seattle because I miss my people. And two, how moving back to Seattle would probably be a huge distraction for me because I've been wanting to do too much and like squeeze in any and all activities. But You know, realistically, I think if you were to move back, you wouldn't be wanting to do all these activities. That is true. But with COVID ending and I'm putting air quotations because whatever, you know, things are like starting to open up and a lot more people are starting to come out and there, I feel like there's just a lot more to do. I would, I would be distracted. Like after two years of things closed, like I wouldn't be wanting to get out. I guess I've, I've never felt that. I, I think a lot of people are feeling that way. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem any different other than stuff being closed. I mean, the, the reason why I say that is because like, to keep it real, how often were you really going out? If I were to hit someone, would be like, yo, what were you doing last weekend? It really was, oh, nothing chilling. Oh, you might've went to the bar. Mm-hmm. But the bars weren't closed mm-hmm. so you're still able to go drink yeah and I don't know I just I just feel like a lot of people weren't really out doing as much as they expected I really think it was the fact that someone said no we're shutting down everything mm-hmm. until we're good and people are like oh my god how are you gonna shut out shut down putt putt golf like you probably went putt putt golf like one <laughs> one time in the past five years right like chill <laughs> the fuck out but I mean, I get what you're saying. I think a lot of people have that urge to get out and just do a ton of shit just because they feel like they've been cooped up for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. Like I have gone out a few times and it did feel good to be around people, but yeah, I don't know. It just hasn't hit me yet. And I know it's like, that's like saying, have you ever vacationed to a place and be like, oh, it seems like such a nice place to live in, but like vacationing in a place versus living in a place is completely different. 
<laughs> I can't feel you on that one either. I've never felt that way. No, you've not, never not you've, not on vacation. You've never visited like I don't know. I don't know. What's one of your favorite cities? Uh, I like San Diego. Okay, gone to San Diego. Just been like, oh, it would be so fun to move to San Diego. No. Oh. Because I, I, I guess I'm being real. <laughs> I'm. I guess I'm being realistic because, like, as you know, like I. I overanalyze things and I, I kind of plan things out, right? Like to mm-hmm. me, for me to fantasize about wanting to live somewhere, I'm like, oh, this would be nice. I thought about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be nice to live there. But yeah. I also thought like, eh, I'd probably only live there for like a year. Like there doesn't really seem like much to do. Mm. It, it just feels nice because it's different than Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so, I guess that's the thing. Yeah, you're like fantasizing is is the right word to use. Yeah. Cause I, I thought the same thing about LA, but then I'm like, eh, I don't like the traffic. Everything yeah. seems so far away, even though it's really not, it's just traffic makes everything worse. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems so busy. Like for me to move somewhere and enjoy a place. I mean, that's kind of why I'm on vacation, right. To enjoy the, to enjoy the place mm-hmm. and re- realizing that if I were to move somewhere, I'm like, okay, well, the people that I end up hanging out with, they all got work. They all got schedules. It doesn't seem like anything yeah. different. <laughs> And being back at home and uh, summer in Seattle is amazing. I love, I love summer I in Seattle, you know? <laughs> oh, they're the yeah. best. But that should just be a secret. Uh, and the rest of the tech industry. <laughs> no, you're right. I think it's funny. Cause like, I, do I say we vacation a lot in Seattle? Like we visit Seattle a lot, you know? And I mean, obviously I know what it's like to live there, but I don't know, man, something keeps pulling me back. Well, what well what is it that making family you keeps pulling me back <laughs> oh it's family so yeah so what absolutely what makes you think that you're ready to even go back you know or ready for I guess in in my opinion I, I would still call it a change because you're not necessarily returning to the same thing right so yeah for sure I don't know that I am ready to go back I just think that my time here is like coming to an end and when I say an end I'm saying like a year and a half like, give me a year and a half more in this place and I'll be like, ready. Yeah. You got to think about the kids too, getting settled in school. Absolutely. And they move back to Seattle and then they hate you for life because they're like, mom, <laughs> fucking love yeah, you. Yeah, right. My, my kid is always talking about Seattle. Oh, they yeah. love Seattle. Every time we're like on the floating bridge, like I-90 from Bellevue to yeah. Seattle and they see downtown Seattle they're screaming. <laughs> they're like, I see Seattle. And they're That's like, funny. all their cousins are there. Yeah. Right. And they're like, they're like, why can't we live close to so-and-so? And why do we live so far away? Like, yeah, right. They would hate me. They'd be like, thank you for moving us to That's Seattle. That's cute. <laughs> I don't know that we're ready. I like it here. Is the grass always greener on the other side? Well, depends on if they water it. <laughs> I don't water my grass. Maybe you should. Oh, no, I do. Speaking of, it's like the longest it's ever been, like, literally speaking, I need to mow the grass for the first time in my life tomorrow. What made you go out and do the weeds? Because keep in mind, everybody, she doesn't do yard work. (laughs) You know what? So just so you guys know, I like to garden. I don't really have much time to get out there and do it, but I try to do what I can when I do have free time. And I was talking to her, I was talking to you, Michelle, about this project. I remember you saying that oh my God, like, I want to get plants from you, but like, are they going to bring bugs? 
Like, I hate bugs. Like, yeah, it's, it's outside, <laughs> Michelle. There's going to be bugs outside. Like, uh, I think I should just do an indoor garden because I feel like it's too much. But here you are pulling weeds. Okay, only because I have Why? to. Hate that you put me on the spot because because HOA like emailed everybody uh-huh. and they're like just a friendly reminder that everyone needs to upkeep and maintain their yard. See, that's one thing I dislike about HOA. Um, I knew you were gonna say well, that because you're not allowed any freedom to <laughs> do whatever you want to do. You know, I mean, sure, because it has to it has to be kept a certain way. Well, to my understanding, mm-hmm. HOA is put together so that way um, the values of it, so that way one resident is not allowed to um, devalue the rest of the community right because if someone doesn't take care of their of one of their places and makes the place a shitty community then the rest of the houses drop down in value mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah I don't know they want yeah they do want like things to look a certain way yada yada whatever so I did have some weeds I had a shit ton of weeds grass is getting really long and so my husband is allergic to fresh cut uh-huh. grass. And in the past, we've just hired someone to do that for us. Damn, y'all that rich, but can't even pay your water bill, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I thought this year that I would take on the task of mowing the lawn. Um, I don't know. I thought it'd be like maybe maybe therapeutic. How'd it uh, go? If, no, I haven't oh, yet. I'm okay. going to like planning on due tomorrow like we just bought one this past weekend charged it up so you know pulled the weeds whatever charged it up. it's electric dun, 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 dun. i don't even know how to <laughs> oh there we go oh. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we'll see shoot i'm a little nervous but whatever it has to get done it's okay what are you what are you, you nervous know? of I don't know just because I've never done it before and you know when you haven't done something before you're like uh okay what do I, I do that's true that's true first you know? time I mowed a lawn uh, my neighbors down the street or down the street like a couple houses down um there was some boys that are a few years younger than me we all used to kick it outside in the cul-de-sac I think I was maybe six and um keep in mind we don't have grass we took our grass out a long time ago and replaced everything with with rocks like pebbles and sand Mm -hmm. in the back and then um so i'd always see this kid like mowing the lawn i'm like fuck that looks like hella fun right and i don't know why hey you can come you can come over and mow like oh no 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 no, no. this i i learned quickly that shit's not fun (laughs) i ran over there i ran over there i was like hey can i can i can i try the lawnmower and the his mom was like the fuck all right yeah. cool like for yeah, free okay. yeah, uh let's let's <laughs> head to the back she's like i need just uh just mow this whole back and then we'll see how well you did so dumbass this shit was heavy as fuck it's like one of those older gas powered lawn mowers from like 80s and i'm like six seven years old i'm trying to push this thing it's dragging me in a zigzag um, I'm fucking making designs Hell, and crop circles in the no. back. And Hell the lady no. comes out. She's like, uh, <laughs> you did good for today. Um, we'll take care of the rest. I don't believe that. You were not six or seven mowing a yeah. lawn. I would not let my son. No, do I, yeah, I swear I had to have been like six or seven because when I was when I was like eight, 
nine, 10, somewhere around there. I lived in Kent and then Beacon Hill mm-hmm. and then somewhere else. And those kids, I don't know where those kids were at. I, at that time, I'm already in middle school, right? So, or. No, it's way too young. School, yeah. I would have been like, it's okay, kid. Oh, you're tripping. I'd put little kids to work hella quick. Not mowing the lawn. That just sounds dangerous to me. Lose a toe. You're okay. No, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm like, where's my safety goggles? (laughs) You're going to be decked out in a hazmat suit just to mow the lawn. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like my my husband is allergic to fresh cut grass. I'm like, can this lawnmower return to the garage? You know, like how allergic are you? He says he breaks out in hives. I don't know. Oh, shit. That's pretty bad so we'll see how it goes that sucks gonna look really like a really bad job but whatever (laughs) i gotta learn look with that i have no tips with keeping a yard safe i could just give you tips on how to plant stuff and then like about the bug thing there's just i live out in the desert in new construction mind you so there's a whole bunch of bugs out here i've never even seen before in my life that is did you you know what they are have you looked them up they're just, I don't know. Well, I've never, the thing is like, I've never seen them in Seattle before. That's gotta be a lie, man. No, no. I think, I really think it's just cause like we're out in the desert out here. And then like another thing, there is like mountain lions or mountain lions or cougars like roaming the streets, like residential streets out here, like a month and a mm-hmm. half ago. And we don't have our fence up. Right. So I'm like, in this open field in my backyard so every time i pulled out a weed i would just like scan i'm like uh-uh there better not be one back yeah. here yeah oh for real it was that's terrifying. just kind of scary they had one on mercer island a few years ago um roaming around right when the pandemic started because everything was shut down right so everybody's out uh-huh. and oh so they're like i'm yo, coming they, out people are like oh yeah i'm about to run the streets right quick let me do my thing oh man i wonder how many and what happened to them there's one that's that was on camera because there was a few, like, I think it was the end of March. It was right before we came to Seattle. There was, like, three or four of them roaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It was yeah, scary. It was, scary. like, hydro kids, hydro pets, hide everything. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. All right. Well, great catching up. Let's, uh, let's get into today's topic, uh, which is, when do you know you're ready for a change? This change could be work-related, trying to learn a new hobby, trying to get out of a relationship, maybe trying to find different groups of friends or try to get your friends to do different things, um, whatever it may be. Have you had time to think about it at all? I have. I think it's all circumstantial. I think it depends on what your goal is too. Like, is it short-term or is it long-term? I think it's like whenever you're in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. And like mentally prepared to take that next step to step out of your comfort zone. For sure. Well, give everybody a little bit of a background, um, a little bit of background on your new task and like how you got into it. The whole you what's my the user task? design. <laughs> oh your man. Program. So you're talking about this program that I just started at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year for user experience design. Um, and actually, so I've been talking about it. For a couple years, actually, I've been talking about it for years, but this is not the route that I initially was going to take. I think I was just taking way too long and actually never like took the courage to start it. 
So my husband was actually like, I found a program for you. I think it would be great. And he was like, we're going to enroll you. Uh, He was like, I need you to get the fuck out of my space. I need my time. That's what I need. (laughs) That's what it was. So with that being said, I wasn't really like, okay, I'm ready to take this next leave. I'm going. He was just like, he really pushed me to do it. And I'm glad he did because like, it was time. I'm like, you know, I've been a stay at home mom. I didn't really do a lot last year because we were transitioning, um, moving to a new city and, and whatnot. So a lot of it was like, just simply focusing on being a stay at home mom. So this year I wanted, I wanted to change that. Right. I talked about how I didn't really get a lot done last year and essentially like I was ready and I was super motivated. That was when he pushed me, like it was, it sounds like you needed that little, you needed that push. You know, what do you think would have happened if he didn't push you? I probably would have sat a little longer twiddling my thumbs going back and forth because essentially what I was thinking you know I wanted to either go into like school psychology or school counseling Mm -hmm. I remember you talking about that that would be a lot of school that I don't know I think it just would have been a struggle with like having the two little ones and you know us all being home and so when he found this program for me it was just a better fit Mm -hmm. so yeah Nice, nice. Well, what? Yeah. So you've been thinking about it for a few years, and then your husband's the one that actually signed you up. But let's say, I mean, prior to that, what was going on in your head? In regards to like going back to school or going back? Yeah, to- between those choices, you know, you wanted to do this stuff. Obviously, you took time to think about it. But what was, yeah, what was running through your head? Like reasons why you wanted to go back to school for that? What, what got you into UX design? Yeah, I guess just the whole thought process behind it, because I feel like everybody has an idea of what they want to do. And I mean, this probably happens with a lot of people. I don't really talk about these kind of things with a lot of people, because most people tend to wait to give news until they're ready to do it, until they're actually going to do it. But yeah, for you, as far as like just the whole thought process, Mm -hmm. why would you have wanted to go back? to school or do the UX design course? Mm -hmm. I'm such an empath and like want to help people in any way that I can. And, you know, I also have this interest in design, right? Like before, I think I talked about Mm -hmm. before, before I got into psychology, like I wanted to go into graphic design, but I didn't go that route. I instead got my bachelor's in psychology. And so just with my background in psychology, interest in design, and wanting to help others like user experience Mm kind of just fits that bubble for me if you will you know it all kind of like intersects and so if not helping children in like school psychology or school um counseling Mm -hmm. then this was like another one of my passions that I think would come naturally to me yeah I mean like I said it's always been in the back of my mind it was just a matter of like okay, Michelle, do the next step to like, get that education to get you there, you know, whatever that might look like. And so like, to me, it doesn't look traditional. I'm like, okay, how far can this online certificate get me, you know, but I mean, I'm kind of just taking it one stride at a time. I'm hoping, you know, from this program, like I get to build my portfolio and then go from there. So, I mean, like I said, we'll see where it takes me. 
but I feel good about it. And I'm like still super excited for it. Like I was in the beginning. Um, so I'm going to continue doing it. Nice. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Would you say that's probably one of the biggest changes in your life where you had the option to not go through with it? Um, I mean, yeah, it's one of them as far as like, cause like up until college, it was like high school, you go to college, you know, you get a job and then it's like, okay, what do I do from here on out? Yeah. And, you know, being a mom, being a stay at home mom, never thought I was going to be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. Ever. Like, I just didn't see that for myself, but here I am, which is fine. So, yeah, this is like one thing I've just had to push myself harder to do. Nice. But, like I said, that's like been built up, right? Like, I kind of been ready to. I just needed that push. Mm-hmm. What about you? Because I was thinking about like the sake of stepping outside of your comfort zone just for the sake of stepping outside of your comfort zone for something even minuscule, like tired of online dating and it wasn't working for them well I think and that, they just want to like find a way to you know you know you'd have to want to get out of your comfort zone for like sure. there has to be there there has to be a need for change right like I don't think everybody needs to step out of their comfort zone if you're comfortable and you're content shit stay there fuck yeah. <laughs> don't I mean why why do you think everybody would need to get out of their comfort zone if you they think don't. that way they don't need to. I am just such a firm believer of like growth happens outside of your comfort zone. It's like, why wouldn't you want growth for yourself? Why wouldn't you want to kind of better yourself? I think that, yeah, I definitely, I do agree with that, but you know, there are also some people that are like, oh no, my life is fine. You know, I know. they're really just fine with their life. And I think some people just need to understand like your push for growth within your own life shouldn't be kind of uh pressed onto someone else's perspective of how their life should be you know you're right so like I got some friends I'm like I I think there's been a few times where some friends are like oh you got to push this person to do that I'm like they don't want to do it it's not the fuck (laughs) they don't want to do it you know um it's really I think it's really a matter of whether you see that this person wants to do something Mm -hmm. but as far as like stepping out of your comfort zone I do agree with you in saying that it is important in order to grow to get out of that zone where you feel most at ease that place where Mm -hmm. you feel most at ease because growth really only happens under pressure right and i guess at ease might be the wrong term because just because you're stepping out of a comfort zone doesn't mean that you should be nervous or something or it it shouldn't have a negative emotional impact on you Um, Mm -hmm. it should just stir you up enough to know that like you're more attentive to your surroundings right to your surroundings or the opportunity that's coming up. And when people do get nervous about something or do are a little hesitant to approach a new opportunity, I think that's probably the best time to actually step in and try it. Mm-hmm. Because some people, actually a lot of people, I feel like they back down from an opportunity because they, one, they're just discouraged. Uh, they, what's the term when you say that bad things are going to happen and they actually happen just because you keep saying them. Like oh, man. you end up making it happen mm-hmm. by hyping it up within your head. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that are like, Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that right now. Cause I'm not ready. Or, mm-hmm. um, Oh no, it's not my time. I'll hold off onto it later. And, mm-hmm. and even if you feel like it's not your time, what was holding you back from actually just going for it right now? You know, Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. something does fail, that's just a learning lesson, right? Yeah. 
You know, when you were like talking about that, you know what it made me think of? What? Because like I experienced some anxiety. Have you ever been like almost getting yourself into an uncomfortable situation and you just like work yourself up inside, but you like push yourself into this uncomfortable situation? You just do it. And then you're kind of thinking like, okay, how am I going to react or how am I going to respond to whatever is about to happen to me right now? Mm-hmm. You, ever, you ever think like that um so with situations like that it, for me it just kind of depends because i've been in a career situation where i was like man fuck this is this these are pro athletes like should i be here <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe i should just quit right now mm-hmm. like i like maybe i don't know what i'm doing mm-hmm. uh, we talked about this like imposter syndrome yeah yeah and mm-hmm. Oh, I need, I want to know what that other term is, but anyways, um, yeah, you know, I, before practice even started before the season started, I was constantly thinking about backing down and that was probably the first time that I actually sat down and thought it out to, telling myself, you know, you're here for a reason. You have a goal in mind. You need to get something accomplished. You may be nervous as shit, ready to shit yourself but you're going to shit yourself on that basketball court. So get get out there and fucking do it. And I think once that happened, I think at that time I was maybe 25. Mm -hmm. Um, Once that happened, I just, I just kept that mentality. Whenever I'm nervous about something, just go out and do it. Um, Unless (laughs) get your depends ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Unless it's like a social gathering where I'm like, I get, it's not social anxiety. It's kind of just like, do I really have the energy to talk right now? Like, mm-hmm. that's where I get kind of nervous like, oh should I get out I have mm-hmm. I'm forcing myself to talk when I really just want to sleep <laughs> so um yeah sorry if there was a glitch you guys uh we just realized she didn't pay her zoom bill either and just running no water no zoom yeah psych no we figured it out <laughs> we figured it out but, but yeah what were we what were we talking about you were talking about your social anxiety right now and like forcing yourself into a a social environment where you didn't feel like maybe talking it's not necessarily social anxiety I mean I guess it could be a form of social anxiety where it's like there's times I don't want to go out but I force myself because I kind of still want to go out you know sounds like FOMO too no uh, so it it used to be FOMO it used to be FOMO but Mm -hmm. um it was a mix of before it was a mix of FOMO um trying to figure out how to balance my work life my work life ratio and then mm-hmm. just wanting to go out really so it's like a mix of all three of those things where before it was um oh if i heard of something like i had to be there no matter what right mm-hmm. and then now it's like on a, if it's friday night i'm hoping that no one texts me I, I think i've been on the phone with you before i was like i hope nobody fucking texts me you get someone text me i already know i'm gonna step out marty i already know i'm gonna want to do something dang yeah i mean we all have our moments right mine's every mine's every week it's not really a moment i'm just tired <laughs> uh, like that i work so funny because to me you're like go 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 uh, to me i feel like you need to fill your time and you need to be doing something and i know so that's it- that's what i'm saying like that's why it's not a form of social anxiety i don't i don't think it's a social anxiety in the way you're thinking of Mm-hmm. it's just yeah. the fact that like I I always like to be busy 
So when I say that I want to stay home, it's just me telling myself, like, I need to rest, but I also want to go out too. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I I work from like 7 to 8 p.m. So I, you know, I was just thinking this thought today of like, I hate being busy. Like I miss just having some time to rest. Sorry. I know it's a little off topic, but out of that exact thought today, I was like, I just want to simply rest. I don't get that about people. So here's the thing. Like, I wish I just had some time to do nothing. Like, like, okay. So there's a part of me that like wants to be a creative. Right. And I want to, I want to like practice these creative outlets that I have, but I don't have time to do nothing. And so if I could just have like some time to do nothing to get inspired and like try to create something, I feel like that would fill like my creative void. There's plenty of time. Um, No. And you feel like, I feel like I have a billion things on my to-do list that I have no time to just sit and do nothing. So you feel like it, but I do actually, you have a list. I do. You have your list. Yeah. Is there other really a billion things? They're really good. I feel like yeah, yeah, especially (laughs) yeah, chill. No, especially with like this week leading up to what is it's like a very busy week, right? I have there's like three birthdays in my family. There's Mother's Day. There's a whole lot of stuff happening. So I don't know. Maybe it's just like again this time, this season of my life. But I'm like, I don't like being busy. I get it. There's a time where I'm not, and I'm like, I wish I was busy. Like last year. I wish I was busy this year. I'm like, give me some free time. I need to find balance. You're kind of, you're kind of contradicting yourself now. Am I? You're like, I I just want time to just do nothing. And then earlier you're like, (laughs) earlier you're like, oh, everyone should be kind of like, call me out. It's fine. You're like, everyone should get out of their comfort zone. (laughs) I think that's two totally different things doing nothing and stepping out of your comfort zone. I mean, to me, stepping out of your comfort zone is just like putting yourself in maybe uncomfortable situations, but being uncomfortable welcome- is being busy for you. Okay. That's, 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 I see what, what, you're that's saying. what I'm hearing right now. And so let me finish then. Cause I, <laughs> I also think that we should welcome these uncomfortable situations with grace. And that <laughs> is no, seriously, honestly, like right, if I'm being like, if I'm being put into a situation that's out of my comfort zone, but I know it's going to benefit me, right? Give it to me. Okay. But I also need to recognize that I need to allow myself more grace and like not be so hard on myself because we're always critical. I think we're our worst enemies when it comes to critiquing ourselves, right? (laughs) (laughs) I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I just think that for me, I'm, I'm a little bit too, um, I like a schedule, right? For sure. me, I really, really like a schedule. And I think that in order to actually take on a new task or in order to do what you want to do with your life, you have to put all the bullshit aside. If you mm-hmm. feel like you have no time for something and you're not mm-hmm. achieving not one new goal out of your billion, billion amount of things you want to complete, you're fucking up somewhere. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying in general. Like I've heard so many oh. people say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, all right, let's fucking do it. Like, let's go ahead and do it. And I was like, I'm crossing stuff off my list. Hey, no, no, no. Props to you. And, you know, I, um, I'm just thinking about the people that wanted to try so many different things and I'm like, all right, let's, why don't we just do it today? 
and the reason why the reason why i tell these people is do it today because i feel like it's something that can be accomplished that day and then i realized when you put someone on the spot like that they don't want to do it you obviously no. don't want to do it that bad that like you backfires know? yeah yeah but so like like i said i think it's all circumstantial is it you know long term or short term but i'm thinking like like your business for example how did you know or did you know you were ready to take the next step to begin it when did i know so i opened up started i don't, I don't even know how long you've you've had this i've had my soul prop oh so just everybody has so everybody has an idea i've been training for eight years now and i started off with a corporate gym i actually wanted to go as the front desk person uh, because i wanted to study to study for the gre and then get back into school to get my master's in sports and sports science and nutrition they were like oh why don't you just train i, I don't know if i told the story before but I'll tell it again so i started as a trainer first week i made like i started first week i started training did my hourly thing and then the first day I actually had my one-on-one with a with a client I made $900 that day just in that day and I was like I was like shit what? Okay. is what it's like all right all right bet I don't want to go back to school no more so I decided to stick with training for a while I stayed at this corporate gym for a couple of years come to find out that my philosophy on training didn't match with the philosophy of the company and like I'm trained to like to help people get better, you know, uh, to look good. That's the easiest part, but to feel good and move good. That's a little bit different. So when I realized like it was a money game, like it was all about the numbers. I don't want to be there anymore. Like it was not fun. I had managers coming in saying, Dante, we need to hit this amount right here. I need you to do this here. I'll give you extra hundred dollars. If you stay a couple hours to get more clients, I'm like, man, that's not, you can't pay me to to do your slave work just so you could get your bonus. I had managers steal from me, steal clients so they don't have to pay me commission. And, you know, it was at that time where one of my, so two years there, then it's 2016. And one of my managers, the assistant manager, he pulled me aside and he was like, Hey, Dante, like, I know what you want to do. This place is only going to hold you back. Like you should get out of here. And so good on that person oh no he's he's a dope dude he was a physical therapist he worked with some collegiate hockey teams he stayed with 24 because he had a really big clientele he's making a lot of money but it was something as simple as that that made me think like okay well maybe i do need to get out and realize and try to focus on what i really want to do um when i graduated college i had a 10-year plan where i was supposed to complete three tasks one was get experience training number two was to get a or two of the three was to get a gym and another one was to train professional athletes so when he told me to leave or he told me that i should get out of here i ended up at uw so i started training at uw trying to figure out how am i going to get into a sports program started interning with the sports the men's soccer team did not enjoy that but luckily um, I was looking for other internships and I found Seattle Storm. It's emailing everybody, right? And Seattle Storm was the only team to respond back. So I started working with Seattle Storm for a couple of years and realizing the amount of work that was put in with little to no pay, I, I didn't take the job. 
I don't know if I told mm-hmm. you, but I, at the end of the two year span, I was offered the assistant mm-hmm. strength coach position, right? And, oh, I don't know that you did. Oh, well, now you know. <laughs> so know. my first year with the storm, I fucked up. I made it halfway through the season. I got really sick. Car broke down. Um, mm-hmm. Bills were starting to get behind. And I was like, you know, I can't do this no more. It's, it's free work. Second year, stuck through the whole season. Head strength coach wanted to bring me on. She gave me the good news at the end of the season saying, we want to bring you on as an assistant, but we can't give you anything. I'm like, yo, I can't be working. I can't be working for free, man. I got bills too. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't take it, but I still counted that as me training professional athletes, right? Yeah. And that's actually what helped me to realize how I wanted to train people. And when I was there, I noticed that they had a network of people just for the athletes on standby, ready for them whenever they need them, nutritionists, chiropractor, doctors, massage therapists. They're there all the time and ready to work whenever, whenever they're um, on call, right? Or whenever they, whenever they call them. And I wanted to bring something like that to the general public. So that's when it really clicked that I want to bring that professionalism or that professional network to the general public, but at an affordable rate. And I don't know what hit me because I I was thinking of a basketball tournament. And I think while I was at UW, everything was going well at UW. But while I was at UW and working with Seattle Storm, something something just hit me. It was like, hey, you know, you might as well just file for your your license. You don't have to start working. Just Mm -hmm. file for your license. And, uh, oh, now I know what it was, actually. Sorry. I was working at another gym too. I was working 10 hours a week at this gym in the morning from like 5 a.m. to like 7 a.m. before I would go to Seattle Storm. I was training a group of people. This gym fired me because mm. I wouldn't go back to, back to work to fill out a new timesheet. They said, you got 30 minutes to get here or else we're going to let you go. And I'm like, bitch, it takes me an hour and a half to get there from work right now. I'm not going, and I'm not, I told him I'm not going to go. I'll quit. And he goes, Oh, I'll just let you go. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You're still going to pay me. And um, uh, so I left or fired, whatever you want to call it. All my clients came with me. They wanted to train with me. So they, they all left the gym because I left. So I needed to get my license to start training them to make sure I had all the funds being reported. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it all started. And then, oh dang. so there actually, I guess I had a push also to start off. Uh-huh. I was thinking about this, but then something happened immediately where I knew that I needed to get it done. Uh, mm-hmm. So after that push, after getting the license, um, working with Seattle Storm, I wanted to start a basketball tournament to help raise funds and get my business out there. So Mm -hmm. that was actually something where I was really nervous about, but I just said, Mm -hmm. fuck it. I didn't, nobody pushed me. I just had to go and do it. And Mm -hmm. that's where I try to learn how to use Adobe Illustrator, create coding for websites, how to deal with marketing tactics, uh, trying to reach out to everybody across Washington and, and Mm -hmm. flyers out. And I was doing this all on my own. And I think for me, what happens is that I realized that once you start something, you only need a couple of minutes to start something, maybe even five mm-hmm. minutes. And it's mm-hmm. a snowball effect. It just keeps picking up. I'm the type of person, once, I'm, mm-hmm. once I get into my project, 
I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going as long as I got the time for it. And that's what mm-hmm. happened. That's actually called a thing. I think if they say like you start an activity for 10 minutes, you are more likely to continue doing that task, even if it was like daunting or you didn't want to start it to begin with. It's an atomic habit. I don't habit. know what the term is, but it's an atomic habit. So they, they have a two minute rule in atomic habits. So oh, okay. they want you to start pretty sure there's a term for it, but in that book, tell you mm-hmm. to try to, if you want to read, read for just two minutes or it mm-hmm. doesn't even, and they even say, it doesn't even have to be two minutes. Say, fuck it. Read for 30 seconds, put a timer on for 30 seconds and just start it and then see where you go. And you'll probably, and you're more likely pretty to, sure. Yeah. Well, 30 seconds seems short, right? And that's, yeah, that's what you're probably going to say after that timer goes off. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh, I want to keep going. Yeah. Right. And you're not, you're probably not going to keep setting that, um, setting that alarm over and over and over. You're probably just right. going to go with it till you're done. And mm-hmm. that's the idea behind it. Like for me to get the basketball tournament going, I just had to start it. And then once mm-hmm. I put the flyers out, I couldn't back down. Yeah. yeah I, I was, I was already <laughs> like, in oh, it. Shoot, this is happening. No, I was telling everybody I'm, I'm already in it and there's no way for me to leave. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was one night. Uh-oh. It was the night before the tournament. I had two weeks prior or a week prior to that, the person I was supposed to help me with this tournament, putting out the flyers, he didn't put anything out. I found the night before, no, 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 a week before that moment. So pretty much a week before the tournament, uh-huh. I found out he wasn't putting out flyers. So for a mm-hmm. whole week, I'm busting my ass going around the whole South Sound, trying to put mm-hmm. flyers out. The night before I lost three volunteers. That were supposed to be referees. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? No one was able to get breaks. Also, that night I had to pick up the huge banner or the backdrop Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. photo booth. The banner wasn't complete. So then they had to give me two sheets and I had to tape them together. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I also had to cut it myself because they didn't have a cutter for that size. So (laughs) I'm putting all like I just want to give up. Oh my fucking God. That night was horrible. I'm at home. It's like three in the morning, four in the morning. I'm getting text messages like, oh, I can't make it. I can't make it. I'm putting the um, the swag bags together. I'm cutting up the flyer. And this is this is one of the moments where I was like, you know, Dante, you got to push through. You made a commitment to these people. And then you're also yeah. like, Dante, you know, there's a knife in your hand. All you got to do is flip it upside down and fall on it. And he <laughs> did. You don't have to show up. <laughs> i was like so bad i was like yo what the fuck and um but yeah no i i made a commitment to these people by starting this project and Mm -hmm. i made a commitment to myself knowing that this is one of the goals the things i wanted to do to get my business out there and it worked like i had i had a good turnout i had a bunch of people that wanted to show up that couldn't because we didn't have their division i had a ton of people Mm -hmm. that wanted to show up for future tournaments i had one of the biggest three on three tournaments copying my giveaway which i think was a big win because obviously i was mm-hmm. put on notice somehow mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was a fun experience and i realized that you know when it comes to something that can potentially benefit me in my future mm-hmm. although i am nervous i'm willing to do it because i i see the light at the end of the tunnel Right. I think that's mm-hmm. what's really yeah. important for a lot of people. You need to know that don't think about what can go wrong at that moment. Think about what can go right mm-hmm. in the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's so worried about what if I fuck up now? What if I fuck up um, at the very beginning or or I just blank out? I don't know what the fuck to do. 
Yeah. Well, for one, you won't know until you try it. And two, exactly. two, even if you fuck up, it's a lesson learned. This is all yes. practice. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that saying, like, closed mouths don't get fed. And the worst that can happen is someone saying no or you getting a rejection. But so what? Doesn't change anything from the past. You just have an answer now, but you keep moving forward. Exactly. Right. So what would you say then? Because I'm 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 seeing some like patterns here. What do you need to make that jump or like step out of your comfort zone? And I'm seeing like motivation as a huge one of them or like a desire. Passion. Ooh. Uh, I've been big on the word passion. And you know, to fall back on your story too, I, I think that it is important to understand that there are a lot of people that do need that push. And this is for the people that see the potential in others, right? Because obviously Dexter thought that this is a great opportunity for you. And mm-hmm. if he didn't sign you up that day, who knows what would have happened. And mm-hmm. that's when your support system comes in. They, I, I feel like everybody should always realize, you know, like this episode isn't just to think about how can you grow or when is it the right time for you to make a move, but also how can you help others out when you think it's ready, when you think it's the right time for someone else to grow yes. or take that next step, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think one is a push. Like you really do need something to ignite that flame to get you going. Mm-hmm passion is a really big deal for me at least as if you're not passionate about it you're not going to stick with it yeah what do you do if you have other people holding you back you drop them from you drop them it's not that easy though because they (laughs) no because i think about how like oh my gosh it's like all right i see how it is you just (laughs) talked about helping others it's like um because remember like and I've told told you about this before but like my husband and I we wanted to have a pop-up you know a food pop-up over here and over here in Tri-Cities and you know we had this plan and we're working with a couple other people and it doesn't seem like to be like a right timing or I don't know like something there's obstacles right and our pop, what would have been our pop-up date, like has already passed by probably like a month or so. And like, there's, we've just made no progress at all. And my husband and I will mention like, okay, it's still something we want to do. And we haven't talked about it with the other, you know, couple that we want to do it with, but it's just like, we are ready, but when are they going to be ready? And uh, I don't know, like, what do you do in that situation? You know, it's kind of tricky because he, one of the other guys and I I've told him this so I'm not like talking behind his back or anything but he knows he's kind of a negative Nancy meaning he is the type to be like kind of be concerned about other people not liking his food or you know whatever when he knows he's a good cook or we are constantly telling him like you are a good cook like you totally have this in you he's just self-sabotage talking him yeah that's what I was that thinking, that's what I was thinking of yeah yes yes it's <laughs> Yes. It's, he's totally self-sabotaging himself. And it's, I don't know, like, oh, actually my husband made a comment. Like he just needs to come to realization. Or like you said, there just needs to be that flame, you know, needs to get ignited in him. So I don't know, I guess that's where we're kind of, we kind of are, but yeah. Like, what do you do when it's not all on you, but maybe on others, Um, which is why it's hard to go into projects like with other people. Oh, most definitely. And I think that 
like you know, it can you, be done you gotta but... be straightforward because was this your guys idea you and your husband's you and dexter um yeah i guess so I, I think at that point if it's just your guys idea ask them if they're ready or not like there's no need to yeah. there's no need to wait for someone else and that's where yeah. that's where i think it's not necessarily cutthroat but straightforward yeah. yeah it's not necessarily cutthroat but we're all adults and i think it's important that we should be able to be straightforward with each other it's it's like we're sure. not here to wait for you you know mm-hmm. um yeah like yeah. i've got shit to do i got plans i'm trying to make moves and i can't sit there mm-hmm. if you're getting discouraged based on your own thoughts because if i feel sure. like we're ready then yeah then we should do it unless yeah. unless there's a reason behind it you know because uh, I mean, because I'm thinking of the whole podcast thing, right? Where you want to keep pushing, I want to hold off, and like, there's things that I want to be perfect, or not not necessarily perfect, but there's certain things I still think we need to work on. But mm-hmm. like, let's say for for him, for example, the other person, like, does he know what could be wrong with the why he thinks people might not like it? No, and, no. And if he doesn't know, then he's fucking himself up. Yeah. No, I know. Um, like you said, he you know he knows it um I think it's a it's a it might be a combination of a couple things I think we might really just need to like talk with him or talk with them you know it's as simple as that and kind of like understanding where they where they're at in their headspace and if this is something that they are ready or not ready to take on right I mean like I mentioned earlier in the episode like you definitely need to be in the right headspace and mentally prepared to step out of your comfort zone because if not then it sounds like a recipe for disaster or just like you want to set yourself up for success. Right. And part of that is having that mindset of like, I can do this and I will do this. Um, yeah. I don't think you want to start negative right off the bat. Like, eh, I can't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know. I don't know. But... Well, when it comes to food, like you definitely need to be ready. Yeah. I think when for it, something big like that, yeah, yeah. when it comes to someone else, like, <laughs> Because f- food is a lot more than just a presentation. I think uh-huh. food falls in the same line as music. <laughs> like, you, you're not mm-hmm. just going to wing it. You're going to practice your performance, right? If you fuck yeah. up, it looks really bad. <laughs> any performing, any performance, any sporting event or sporting, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, sporting event, like, you're going to practice for these things, right? a lot more Mm -hmm. than other things I would assume um but like let's say you fuck up on a presentation like no one's gonna be like ah shit you suck you should stop being a presenter like Mm -hmm. they're gonna be like oh well you could have talked about this this this, and this and it's a little Mm -hmm. bit less critical than how someone cooks and that's probably what he's thinking but at the same time like you got to get out there you got to try it yeah I I think you guys should set up a schedule honestly yeah yeah scheduling conflicts like i said it's like a couple things well um, fig- but yeah figure out when that person's ready i told i know um i had someone that's working under me as my program and events uh programs and events coordinator and mm-hmm. you know there's all these things coming up for him i'm like yo just tell me when you're free like give me the date and i will put it on my calendar Rather mm-hmm. than giving him my freedom, I will make time. I've, I've had to reschedule work just to make sure I can meet with him. And when you want it that bad, you know, you'll work for it. And this is kind of on both of yeah. your guys' parts, where if you and Dexter really want it that bad, you got to figure out yeah. whether this person is going to be on board or not. Yeah. 
hear that if you're listening. <laughs> if, <laughs> if he's watched the restaurant's probably going to be open <laughs> by the time this is out. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, oh, everyone goes at their own pace. And that's also important to understand your pace. Mm-hmm. I have so many people saying like, oh, when I had one person tell me, oh, when you about to get this gym, you need to hurry up and get it. I'm like, bro, like, mm. let me do it how I'm doing it right now because I'm already stressed out with the amount of workload that I have right now. So, yeah. so a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are probably going to butt in thinking like, oh, how come you're not getting this so soon? Or why is it taking you so long? And just understand like, this is your own pace. Move in a pace that makes you comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And that makes you efficient. Let's put it that Ooh. way. So we're trying to throw out comfortable. We're trying to throw away that word. Comfortable doesn't exist anymore. Ooh, damn. When was the last time you did something that was out of your comfort zone? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like for me, out of my comfort zone now is like playing basketball with people I don't know. Um, showing up to a bar, like going there by myself. But like the people are there already. Uh, oh, like you're meeting up with? Yeah, I don't like going places by myself. <laughs> uh, going to a place where I don't know. Like I know one person, but I don't know the rest of them. I mean, that's. Oh my gosh! Like really... with my old coworkers the other week. Oh, but I I was fine though, you know. <laughs> like you know, I was so. I went to Seattle a couple weeks ago, and we went out to dinner. We met up with well, we visited my best friend at her work. She works at a restaurant, and then afterwards, um, an old coworker hit me up. So we we decided to go get drinks. Met up with a few of them. And have you ever thought about, like, you have different groups of friends, like you hang out with a certain group of friends, but you don't necessarily mix them up. Kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean. Or, or do you often mix up your friend groups and you're like one big happy family? Like, which one are you, I guess? Um, I keep, I do keep them all separate. I realize that I have my date, my weekly it's my normal people are like we'll go out to dinner we'll have dinner at the crib and just chill go bowling or whatever i have yeah. another group of guys where they're more into like drinking and extracurriculars mm-hmm. and i don't mix the i usually don't mix those groups unless there's a purpose mm-hmm. like a big mm-hmm. event yeah, birthday yeah, yeah. big barbecue something. yeah um and then also my college group i definitely don't mix them okay. Well, that, that, well that's, it's not a bad thing. It's just that it's just so mm-hmm. difficult to coordinate and I don't have patience sure. because I'm sure, the type sure, of person, sure. if you don't respond, like I'm on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so bringing you in that environment and I don't know, maybe it's just like a me thing, but, and I don't know why I get weirded out, but I do get a little weirded out with mixing my groups sometimes. It's funny because I was talking to your group. I didn't even know where you were at. You like, I think you disappeared for a minute. And then I was just chopping it up with the rest of your group. That drunk ass girl. <laughs> she, she was loaded. She, what did she say? She goes, um, she goes, I don't even know. Cause I wasn't there. She goes, what'd she say? What did she say? She goes, you know, I'm just fine living by myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay. 
uh, <laughs> and she's just and keep in mind I, I think I only had like maybe oh no I was drunk from the from Erica's restaurant but I did yes. sober up a little bit but anyways then she goes yeah I was like yeah I just you know I, I take care of my plants I, I'm fine staying at home <laughs> her plants uh, yeah I think she had some plants she's like I'm fine staying mm-hmm. at home doing my thing and doing me and I was like all right you're saying a whole lot of nothing right now mm-hmm. and uh so yeah yeah so I did wonder if that like put you in an uncomfortable situation because I know it might have put like I'm just trying to think um not to say I know people it would that would be put in an uncomfortable situation I can only imagine but no, yeah I, I don't get uncomfortable I, I, I get uncomfortable when people don't talk because then I feel like something's wrong. Yeah, uh, silence. Yeah, because like we're in a that's just awkward. Like we're in a social place. Like you don't have you can't talk about nothing at all, <laughs> at all. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm not the best conversationalist. That a word? Yeah, yeah, conversationalist. Yes, that's a real word. Yeah, I don't like the way that sounds. Um, well, so yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not the best, but at least I try. Fuck. Sure, sure, sure. Not to be put into a comfortable, uncomfortable situation tomorrow morning in the salon. Even doing yard work. I don't know why. It feels weird to me. It's just I'm out of my element. <laughs> but someone's gotta do it. I know for me, I'm that's kind of like my piece. I re- I thought about this like a couple weeks ago where I'm just in the garden. In the, oh yeah, yeah. I'm in the garden. I could be out there from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Not eat, drink some water, maybe, <laughs> and maybe that is say crazy. hi to my grandpa a couple times. You're like in the zone out I'm there, just chilling. Well, I'm I'm kind of inefficient because right now I don't have I don't have any more pots. I have too many plants. Uh-huh. I have no more pots. Go get more. No, I won't buy them. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to buy them. That's You're not getting them for free anymore. Nah, I, I ran out. We'll see you tomorrow morning. What's the most, what's one of the most uncomfortable things you've ever done in your life? And not, um, not uncomfortable, like you knew you were going to enjoy it, but you were like nervous to get into it, but just like something uncomfortable, you did not want to do it at all, but you had to anyway. It's a mix between Seattle Storm and going to Wazoo. And you didn't, but there's a part of you that wanted to do that. Oh, no, no, no. So everything I do, I want to do it. See, I'm talking about something that you like did not want to do. Oh, Obviously, I don't want to do it. I look... won't do it. No, but you like have to, or like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. nah, if I don't no. want to do it, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Cause I realist, and this is the way I think realistically, if I really, if someone really doesn't want to do something, they won't do it. Yeah. They won't do it. Right, why what did you what do you got I mean I like feel the same way I'm just trying to think if it was like a presentation I might not you know have wanted to do at work or something but I needed to I don't know no I whenever but you came out you know you came out on the other end and you did fine you survived and you like are proud of yourself yeah no I mean there hasn't really been a big event that I didn't want to partake in damn all right there's definitely I been guess. some events where I've doubted myself and what's about to back down, but I feel like that's normal. I'm gonna raise no fool. 
I mean, the only thing I can think of is staying in a relationship. <laughs> Hold on. What? The only thing I can think of is staying in a relationship. I did something I didn't want to do. Like, okay. I, that's like the where that's where it wasn't a 50 50. Like, I, I mostly did not want to do it. But so you're already in it, though. No. You need that push to stay. I'm confused. You need that push to get out. What the fuck? Yeah, but I'm saying, okay, I what was my question? <laughs> when was the last time you did something uncomfortable that you didn't want to do? Yeah, that's I was uncomfortable staying and I didn't want to do it, but I did. That's the only okay. that's really the only thing I could think of. How how'd you push yourself to get out of the relationship after so long? Um just figure out it wasn't helpful. Yeah. yeah. It, it didn't help me get to where I want to be. And that's that's kind of how I approach my relationships now where it's not that now it's it's more so can i balance where i want to go with the relationship that i want rather rather than can this relationship help me get to where i want to be so it's a little bit of a reversal here because there are a few people that i think would have been pretty good matches but but i'm being selfish right now you know we should save that topic for next time when when do you know you're ready to get into a relationship oh this is the whole when are you ready series yeah <laughs> this is this is part one you guys part one welcome when are you re- so t- when are you ready yeah. to take a shit <laughs> so this episode we talked about yeah when do you know you're ready to step out of your comfort zone but i do want to talk about on another episode when do you know if when you're ready to get into a relationship. And I think we bring very two very interesting point of views because I got into a relationship with my husband and I was like 12 years old, mm-hmm. which is so early in life. And then you, on the other hand, 32 and single and waiting. And uh, I was talking to my husband. I was like, if I was single right now, I don't know if I would like be worried for myself. Why? Um, just because like clock is ticking and 32 and single, I just wonder like how hard would it be to meet other people? I don't know. Um, I don't think it's, and I don't, I don't know if it's as like, as people think. No. Okay. Cause I mean, like I see a lot of couples out there. I see a lot of people starting families at this age or getting married, maybe starting families at this age. And I just think about like what the, what the pot would look like, like what are my options and how would I meet people? I don't know. It seems very intimidating and very daunting dating these days. So yeah, we'll talk about that in another episode. For sure, for sure. Um, That's in our, when are you ready series? Yeah, but um, I think people... Um, need to step out of their comfort zone every now and then i think i just think it's important for motherfuckers to grow whether you're uncomfortable or not just grow and also at least to me i think of it as almost like a a self is it self-service is that the right term do it for self-exploration or like leave behind what no longer serves you you know to be a better you or better version of yourself i don't know but i don't know don't listen to us just do <laughs> for real you just learn from our mistakes i th- I think that 
they should learn from our mistakes. I think mm-hmm. we're still learning from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't know everything and we're still working on it ourselves. Real man. We'll get there though. And the, one day, is is. one day at a time. That is why it is called life instructions not included. Bada bing, bada boom. Like literally, I think about that so much now and just like how how true, true it is. Yeah. There's like no one right way to do anything. Definitely not. There's a lot of different ways to do things and to get even like the same results.